Hello, this is Bad Vibes. Today's video is the second volume of stories from subreddit Missing411. Joining me today is Swamp Dweller, so if you like his narrations, please go check out his channel and sub, and sit back, relax, and enjoy. My partner and I have become avid campers since our time together. We don't go anywhere too extreme and offer well-traversed campgrounds as we love meeting and getting to know the other campers. One of our favorite spots is a man-made quarry turned private fenced-in campgrounds that boast around 3,000 campsites in rural Ohio. This incident happened at that campground, September 28, 2019. We brought our camper instead of our tank gear, but were stuck up by the front with all the other RVs and pulled behind campers. We were bummed, but since we love spending time in the woods, we opted to spend most of the weekend hiking through the woods and visiting other campsites. Late in the evening, we were doing one of our hikes where we came up with a brilliant idea to get lost or walk with no direction and just take different paths and turns as we came across them. Since it was all fenced in, we figured there wasn't much bad that could happen. All of our twists and turns ended up taking us back to the very campgrounds, where campsites are more far apart from each other and neighbor several hundred acres of forest behind the campground's fence. It was a nice quiet stroll and went on for a while. My partner noticed a porter john and stated that he needed to make a stop. I said okay and kept walking ahead, both to give him privacy and to just drink in the beautiful summer night alone. I stopped maybe 30 feet ahead down the path. A few minutes passed before something happened. As I was standing there with my back towards the port john I heard rustling noises behind me, then a thud. Thinking it was my partner finishing up and exiting the port john I waited a couple more seconds for him to catch up to me as I looked out into the woods. My partner is tall and athletic, and I heard him running behind me. I both heard the footfalls and felt him come up behind me quickly as if he was trying to spook me. I smiled and spun around really fast to look up at him and catch him right before he could touch me, but to my shock when I spun around there was no one there. No one, not my partner, not another person on the path, no one even in the sparse campsites with an eyesight, but I swear on my life I could feel someone standing directly in front of me. Someone or something, just as tall if not taller than my partner. I know what it feels like to have him tower over me, and I felt that same sensation. I instantly dropped my smile and froze. I didn't know what to do. I felt like if I moved, I would be in serious danger, and I felt like I suddenly couldn't hear anything. It just felt like time stopped, and I didn't even want to breathe. The air got heavy and tense, almost like it got very humid very fast. Just when I felt the tension was at its peak, my partner exited the port john and loudly started talking to me while walking over. As soon as he was within 8 feet of me, the sensation of someone standing in front of me disappeared. The air cleared and the heaviness quickly dissipated. The whole incident couldn't have been more than 20 seconds, but it felt so much longer. I said nothing as we continued to walk, shaken. I asked to go head back to the camper. I generally believe that if I had walked in a bit farther ahead, or if my partner had just taken a minute longer, I wouldn't be typing this. I lived in the Pacific Northwest in Kitsap County, Washington. Since then, I've always lived on the edge of a body of water, mainly the Great Lakes, Erie, and Ontario. 
I currently live in a country that has been previously mentioned in one of the missing 411 cases. I can't help but feel that I dodged a bullet that night, even though I had no idea what could have been facing me at the time, and I didn't discover the missing 411 phenomena until this year. I'm grateful for my partner every day and view him as my protector. Hi all. I ran into Pilates' work a few months ago from a YouTube video that mentioned him and Missing 411. I've yet to read his books but I've seen his movies and had a deep dive on his YouTube channel to learn some more. A common component from people's experiences seems to be an inexplicable feeling of foreboding or of being watched. I had experienced something along those lines when I was hiking in the Alabama hills two years ago. I have never spoken or written about this experience before, and I'm honestly struggling to make sense of it. I was on my way back to California from two weeks of camping, sightseeing, in Wyoming, Montana, and Idaho. I wanted to camp in the Alabama hills before driving through Yosemite and back to my home in the Bay Area. However, I spent the night before camping in the Antelope Island State Park in Utah. Then I did some shopping in Salt Lake City before I decided to take the Highway 50, the loneliest highway, through Nevada, and then a quick drive through Great Bison National Park before crossing the border into California. By the time I got to the Alabama Hills, it was dark, and I didn't want to mess around with trying to find a campsite in the dark, unfamiliar terrain, and I really wanted a shower, so I decided to get a motel room for the night in Lone Pine, California. The following morning, I was up before the sun, figuring there'd be some spectacular sunrise photos to be had from Alabama Hills. After driving around and taking pictures, I thought I would go for a hike to stretch my legs and exercise the dog for a bit before the long drive to Yosemite. There's an arch formation that didn't seem too far off the hike, so that was my intended destination. I had the dog off leash, and we were well on our way, maybe 200 yards from the truck, when suddenly, my dog stops in the middle of the trail and just freezes, staring at something up ahead. I walk up to him and stop, trying to see what he's staring at. The sun was sort of in my eyes and I couldn't really make out anything. Suddenly, my dog got his hackles up and bares his teeth, starts growling and lets loose a frantic volley of barking. Thought that it must be a predator, coyotes, maybe a mountain lion or something, so I immediately reached for my pepper spray. Now, my dog is no stranger to nature. I've had him for four years at this point, and he's been in more national parks than almost anyone I knew. We racked up a lot of miles together, and I can read his body language very well. I've seen him scared from fireworks, but I've never seen him get aggressive at anything. He's not a barker by nature, unless UPS is delivering at my house, or the doorbell goes off. He's part terrier, and has a strong prey drive, so he will go after anything that runs away from him. Cats, squirrels, birds. But he's also a big pussy and won't generally mess with bigger animals. The day before, we had walked past a herd of bison and he didn't utter a peep. So to see him just absolutely frantically aggressive and scared at the same time just baffled me and it immediately started ringing alarm bells. Now, I don't know if it was feeding off my dog's energy, but I suddenly got this very deep sense of foreboding, like something was watching and hunting me. It instantly triggered my fight or flight reflex, mainly flight because I still couldn't see anything. Now, 
I'm 40 years old, grew up in the middle of a civil war. I was a bona fide gang member in my teens. I'm a US Army infantry veteran and I've been working as a security contractor since I separated from the service. In short, I've seen some stuff and I have some faith in my fighting abilities. This was one of the few times in my life where I was really scared for my life. Legs wobbly, can't breathe kind of scared. I transferred my pepper spray to my left hand and drew my pocket knife into an overgrip on my right hand. I was kicking myself for leaving my Glock 19 behind in the truck. We were at a standoff for what felt like an eternity, but it was probably no longer than a minute. My dog, alternating between staring and barking, still with his hackles up, head down, teeth bared, all classic signs of aggression. I tried to coax him forward, but he wasn't budging. I was also reluctant to turn my back just in case it was a mountain lion and I didn't want to trigger the attack. So I started retreating, face and body still facing forward. I started stepping backwards. My dog also started stepping backwards right next to me, still growling, still with his hackles up. We backtracked maybe 20 yards around this rock formation when my dog suddenly bolts back to the truck. You know that joke about two guys and the bear and just need to run faster than the other guy? Well, I was the other guy. And the absurdly comical thought that passed through my head was, you little shit, you just left me to be Ian. My dog was gone. I wasn't as fast as him, and I couldn't remember the last time I ran, but I ran after him, downhill, full on scared for my life, sprinting. And another absurd thought popped in my head. If I trip now and accidentally stab myself with my own knife, my mom's gonna laugh at my funeral. Finally, the terrain opens up and I can see my truck and my dog stopped and looks back at me, no longer in an aggressive posture. So I come to a stop and turn around, ready to fight whatever was chasing me. Nothing. Not a damn thing. I've never told the story to anyone else because it makes me sound like a big pussy, but the fear was very real. Even just typing this up and recounting this, I'm getting shivers and the tingly feeling and I probably have elevated blood pressure right now. I've never seen my dog act that way before, so maybe I was just feeding off his energy and his fear transferred to me. I don't know, I can't explain it, but it's one of those few times in my life that I felt like prey. I don't go unarmed in nature anymore. I do have a license to carry, but very often when I'm out there, I didn't bother to carry a firearm. Prior to this incident, I thought the biggest threat I would encounter were other people, so I usually only carried in urban situations. Not that there's no bad people in the wild, but I figured the odds were in my favor. Not anymore. I'd probably carry an AR pistol with drum mags the next time I go hiking way out there. This is not a particularly terrifying story, like many others I have heard. I have just been listening to scary stories tonight, and was reminded of something I saw years ago. It was 2015, and I had gone camping with three friends. This was like the third time I have ever been camping. We were at a pay-to-stay campground. We even were staying in a tiny cabin by a lake, so it was not really out in the wild. Now back then, I used to get panic attacks sometimes for no reason, and for some reason, despite my immense love for nature, 
Ever since my first camping trip, I would often get a panic attack when we were out camping. I don't know why. Well, that night I had one, and it was severe to the point to where I would feel like I could not breathe if I stayed in the cabin. But I would get scared if I stayed outside. So, I had a lot of back and forth, and my poor friends put up with me. At one point, I stepped outside with one of them, who was my significant other at the time, and was trying to calm down and wondering where to go pee. My significant other had a flashlight and was leading me to a spot in the dirt at the edge of the trees between our parked cars. He reasoned it was a good distance from the cabin, and yet not in the middle of the woods where some critter would catch me with my pants down. So I agreed. That's when I saw it. I can still remember. I stepped past the first car and looked between the cars towards the edge of the woods. Between the candles at the cabin and the flashlight, nearby but not directly upon the spot where I saw this, I saw something. A creature. It was so strange, because it was silent. The creature had the general body shape of a dog, but its colors and features were more like a hyena. Kind of gray and dark with splotches all over. It stood perfectly still, peeking out behind the car, so I only saw its torso, head, and front legs. The thing I will never get over was its face. It looked like it was frozen in time with its jaw wide open and revealing sharp bright teeth. Its eyes were looking right at me, but its nose was not wrinkled like a snarl and there was no growling sound. It was the oddest thing. It sent an instant deep ball of dread down into my core. After I froze for a long moment, I grabbed my significant other's arm and urgently whispered for him to go back to the cabin and I pulled him back. We got into the cabin, and the other two friends were fast asleep. My significant other did not see it at all. At least I don't think so, because he never said anything. I could not sleep that night. I had panic, just keeping me awake. With the sight of that thing, it eventually drove me nuts, so I went and tried to sleep in the car. Somehow, that just felt safer. I shall try to draw what I saw sometime soon. It was not a particularly large animal, but it was so silent and so still, it was almost not breathing. But it was real, and it was there, and somehow, I knew there was something horribly wrong about it. I had a strange experience as a child that I never thought much of until I discovered this subreddit. This happened in Kittatinny State Park, in North New Jersey. I do not believe that the area is connected to any missing 411 cases, but I still felt this story was worth mentioning. I grew up in Northern New Jersey and had been to KSP countless times with my family for kayaking, biking, fishing, and hiking. Nothing else strange ever happened aside from this one experience. Some family members were visiting from out of state and we decided to go hike through the state park trails. It was me, my mom, sister, aunt, and two cousins. I was around nine or ten at the time. I ventured off the trail a bit to search for salamanders under rocks, and everyone else continued the trail just ahead of me. This area was not densely wooded at all, and I could clearly always see the trail. I was bending down looking at something with my back towards my group, and suddenly when I stood to rejoin them, I felt like I was in a dream. It was such a weird feeling. 
the best I can describe it is that it felt like I no longer existed in this reality, like my feet were not touching the ground, and everything went silent around me. I had no clue what to make of this, but I did not feel afraid at all. I made my way back to the trail and once I did, I could see my group up ahead, and the feeling completely disappeared, and everything was normal again. This memory stuck with me through my whole life, and I have never come up with an explanation for it. Back in 2007, I was taking a walk with my boyfriend down to my neighborhood park. I can't exactly remember how late in the evening it was, but it was dark out, probably around 8 or 9 p.m. The park is at the end of a cul-de-sac, and it backs up to a small wooded area and a creek. As we are getting closer to the park, we start hearing very unusual and loud sounds that were like a snarling, screeching ape. We figured it was just a coyote or a fox or something and continued towards the swing set area at the park. We sat down at a bench facing the wooded area when we started to hear those noises again and branches snapping. In the direction of the noises, we saw a treetop violently shaking as if a huge animal was on it, but we couldn't see a figure or anything at all. It was as if what we were looking at was an invisible force. I wanted to take a closer look, but my boyfriend pulled me away, and we started walking back towards the street. We stopped under the streetlight and listened some more. Then we watched the tree's motion jump from the trees behind the swing to a completely different side of the park. A different treetop was shaking, and we could hear the branches snapping and the weird animal noises coming from it. Never thought I would share this experience. I'll always wonder what it was. This happened in Grindstone, Pennsylvania, back in the 90s. I was probably around 8 years old, and my brother was about 5-ish. We lived on a couple acres in the country, with a farm on one side and your basic farm fencing with a thick forest on the other side. With growing up in the sticks and dad being an avid hunter, us kids were taught to be aware of our surroundings and wild animals, things like that. Also, we were taught never to wander off without telling an adult. Not to trust strangers, the normal safety stuff kids are taught. Anyways, as a kid, I thought the woods were creepy and scary. There was no way in hell I would go into them by myself. So, I was playing outside with my little brother, and he went into the house. There I was by myself when I heard my mom calling for me. Kimberly, come here. Kimberly, over here. Come here, Kimmy. This was a little weird to me, because why would my mom be in the woods right now? I climbed over the fence anyways and started walking towards my mom's voice. Then out of the blue, I felt like I was being watched and got this bad feeling. I started to wonder how my mom got into the woods without going past me, you know, thoughts like that. So I turned quickly and ran back to the house where I found my mom at the kitchen table and my brother playing video games in the living room. I then asked her if she called for me, and she said no, and asked me why. I told her what happened. This led to us being told to stay inside and play inside for the rest of the day. I'm now in my early 30s, and I've asked my mom about this incident, and she still swears that she never called for me. There's something about this situation that still really bothers me to this day. Hey all, 
I'm not going to provide the exact location for this, as this happened on the trail that my mom and I walked the dog on every day for the last 10 years. It was pretty close to our home. I live in the rural area of the Pacific Northwest, and so there are a lot of trails just outside of town that bordered on a lot of forest. This was one of those, but it was probably the biggest trail in my town. It was actually an access road to some stuff, so it was about 10 feet wide and gravel. At the time I briefly went missing, I was about 10 years old and I had walked the trail every single day for 3-4 to four years. My mom was with me, as was our dog, an 85 pound Rottweiler lab mix. I had been warned not to go off the trail and wouldn't have normally, but there was a small sub trail that had a rope swing over a creek. I loved to play there as a kid, and that day I crossed the creek on a fallen tree bridge to hang out on the other side while my mom talked to her friend that she ran into. I was within sight of my mom, a clear view across the creek, when all of a sudden it was like things swirled. My surroundings were completely unfamiliar, and there were plants that shouldn't have been there. The wrong kind of trees, with the leaves at slightly the wrong point of the season. Of course, I knew what to do if I got lost. I hugged a tree and shouted for my mom. I was probably 300 yards away at the time, at the absolute most. She should have heard me, but she didn't. I wasn't there for very long before our dog came and got me. He wasn't a very smart dog, with all love, saying he was dumb as a bag of rocks would have been an insult to the rocks. He also didn't like me nearly as much as he liked my mom total mama's boy, and would have stayed near her, but he calmly walked up to me, nuzzled my hand so it was on his head, and walked me back to the creek where I could see my mom. I thought I'd been gone for 15 minutes or so, but apparently it had been an hour plus, and multiple people were looking for me, including walking directly on the path I had never left. I'm not sure if this is the right place, but I've held this story in for the last 6 years because it sounds crazy and I got told not to talk about it. I went camping 6 years ago with a now ex-boyfriend of mine. The campsite we picked was beautiful. We were able to drive up through some small trails. The spot we picked was next to a hiking trail that weren't very far from the natural hot springs and a huge waterfall. We were in the middle of nowhere, absolutely no one was around us. We set up our camp next to the car, went hiking, soaked in the hot springs, came back and had dinner. It was all very normal until we woke up the next day. I need to give some context of how we slept that night so you can understand my confusion. Before we went to sleep, I put our food cooler and stereo that we had brought into the car and locked it. I put the keys in my front pocket of my backpack and put the backpack next to my sleeping bag on the far side of the tent, away from the door of the tent. My boyfriend, at the time, slept nearest to the door of the tent with his gun next to him. We woke up in the morning and I felt fine. I slept hard from the inside of the tent and everything seemed normal. When we got out, our campsite was absolute chaos. The fire pit we had made was ruined. The cooler had been thrown and the food was scattered all over the place. The stereo was smashed to pieces laying next to a tree. All the car doors were open, including the trunk. We stood there for a minute, in silence, just taking everything in. The woods felt off now. 
It was quiet and not the beautiful campsite that we saw yesterday. Everything about those woods felt wrong now. My ex accused me of not locking the car doors the night before and that an animal had got to our stuff. I promised that I locked it and went in the tent to grab the keys from my backpack, but they weren't there. I found them later on the ground right next to the car. We quickly threw everything into the trunk and left. My boyfriend was quiet and wouldn't talk to me about what just happened. He finally spoke when we were almost home and told me that he had a dream the night before about someone kneeling over him in the tent holding his gun and just staring at him. When I tried to ask him more questions he got quiet again and said he didn't want to talk about it and that we shouldn't talk about it anymore either. I tried to forget about it but I just can't. Something really wrong happened to us in the woods that night. This is the craziest UFO phenomena, true story, and it came from my dad. 1960s in Ethiopia, my dad is just a child, 9 years old, at the time playing with his best friend, Gabriel, after school. They were playing in the fenced off backyard of my dad's house. My dad turns his back for a second and turns back to look at his friend, but his friend Gabriel is gone. It's important to note that my dad and Gabriel were from the top 1% of Ethiopia's ruling elite. My dad's father was the minister of interior of Ethiopia and Gabriel's father was a four-star general. The backyard Gabriel disappeared from had a 10-foot brick wall with armed guards patrolling on the outside. A couple hours pass, his parents, my dad's parents, and the guards are searching for him, but no sight of Gabriel. 48 hours pass. Now there's a nationwide search for this important general's kid. It's on the news. Police are also searching door to door describing him and what he was wearing when he disappeared. He was wearing his private school uniform, white shirt, brown pants. Helicopters even searched the countryside looking for him. Still nothing. A month passes and then two, then four. People start losing hope that he would ever be found and start thinking the worst. Exactly six months to the day that he disappeared, Gabriel appears back in my dad's backyard. He's wearing the same white shirt and private school uniform and it was still clean. He looked exactly the same as he did when he disappeared. This is where it starts getting weird. Once they confirmed he was okay, they started asking him where he'd been. He said a couple of nice men took him on a trip. He was in a white room that glowed and other children were there from different countries. He said he was surprised that the nice men who looked like white guys could speak Ethiopian and he could understand what the other children were saying even though they weren't speaking Ethiopian. The white glowing room had no windows. The doors disappeared into the walls. There's buttons on the walls and if the kids pushed them, beds would come out of the walls. He said he was then all of a sudden in a city that was glowing, clean. The cars were flying around him. He said there was people there, but they looked strange, like us, but different. One nice man was still with him and took him to a tall building where he had to stay for a while, but showed him a room that he could use for entertainment. Gabriel said he could push a button and the room itself goes places, an open field, the beach, the room itself even flies. He said after a couple hours he was taken back to Ethiopia and appeared in the backyard. 
He thought he had only been gone for a couple hours. No one believed him, and Ethiopia being a super religious country, most adults around him thought that he was possessed by the devil. Gabriel even was forced to see priests to get the evil spirits out of him. My dad still keeps in contact with him. Gabriel has got a doctorate in physics and I believe works in Holland still.